Hi, Peter Borker here and welcome to today's edition of the Transition Guide. Now I'm at Atlanta at the Scale-Up Summit and with me is Denise Leon, who is the author of the book called Fusion and also one of our keynote speakers. Denise, thank you for joining us. I'm looking forward to our conversation. So Fusion, I mean you talk about the merging of branding and culture. Mm -hmm. How did that come about? Right. Well, I've been working on brands for over 25 years. And what I've discovered in the process is that great brands are built from the inside out. Um, meaning that, you know, the, all the brands that we admire, like Apple and Nike, they aren't built through like advertising or having a great logo or a great website. They're built by having a strong brand-led culture inside their organizations. And so if you want to build a great brand, you need to have that culture brand alignment and integration. And as I started to work more and more with my clients in this area, I realized that there wasn't a lot of resources out there about how exactly to do that. So that's why I wrote Fusion. And that's really interesting from the point of view that every time I sort of come across businesses, when we talk about sort of especially core values and culture, they often say that culture is just a myth. They're actually, yeah, no, we don't worry about core values. Mm. They're just a lot of BS because really it's a paperwork exercise, right. etc. How do you overcome that? Yeah, well, I do think that a lot of people think that culture just kind of grows organically and so there's nothing that you can do about it. And, and there is an element of truth in that, that you can't impose a culture on an organization. But I do think that as a leader, you can shape the environment in which your desired culture and your desired values can thrive. Um, and so I think it's, it's, you know, the process that I go through is helping leaders understand that their most important responsibility is for culture, because culture is the foundation for everything else that they do. And so um, by just understanding how uh, the importance of culture and how culture does multiply results, it gives you better financial performance, it gives you lower employee turnover, it gives you greater customer results. Once you understand that, that you, you've gotten over the hardest part of it. So how can we help people today that have tuned in? How can we help them better get to, get a better understanding of how they can follow your process yes. to make that happen? Yes. Well, first, let me explain more about this integration and alignment of brand and culture. So brand, I'm talking about the way that your company is perceived and experienced by your customers and other stakeholders. And then your culture is really the behaviors and decisions of your people and the attitudes and beliefs that inform those behaviors. And when you create this mutually reinforcing interdependent relationship between the two, it creates so much power and value for your organization because your workforce is more aligned, you establish a competitive advantage that is unique in terms of both attracting customers and employees, you have greater brand authenticity, and you have um, built-in motivation and commitment from everyone because everyone is committed to the goal that you want that you are going after. And so once you you you, you once you know that you can produce these results, then as I said, the first step is to accept your responsibility as a leader for driving, cultivating, shaping culture. And then the next step is to identify your overarching purpose and your single set of core values. Your purpose is your why. Why does your organization exist? Sometimes it's helpful to think about, well, what would be missing if you didn't exist? But you need to articulate a clear, compelling, irreplaceable, invaluable role that you play in your customers' lives. 
So that's your purpose. And then you need a single set of core values to drive and align and guide everything you do as an organization and as a brand. So everything you do internally and everything you do externally. And with that as a foundation, then you can start operationalizing your culture and thinking about, okay, are we organized the right way? Do we have the right processes in place? Do we have the right employee experience in place? And so my book goes into those action steps, but the first two most important things are accept your responsibility as a leader, and then make sure that you have an overarching purpose and single set of core values. And that's quite interesting because for most entrepreneurs out there, they think their core purpose is to go and make money. Because the reality is when a business starts, most people do not start with their end in mind. They think, <laughs> you know what, I've got this really good idea. I'm just going to run with it. Mm-hmm. Make some money. Very often replace the money that they've lost through changing yes. careers and everything. Mm-hmm. And they never think about that. And actually the big difference between the companies that really do make it big and the ones that just kind of stay static is the fact that they don't develop, they don't really look at their core purpose. Mm. They don't really hone their core purpose. They don't do the work on their core values. Right. But really, right. if you're going to start scaling up a business, that's what we're talking about, right? Yes. Scaling up. Yes. And most people talk about, well, what do you really want? Well, I want revenue growth. I want to grow my business. But your business just won't grow. Yes. You need to get the core components right at a certain stage that will enable the growth going forward. I think that's a great way to put it. You know, yes, we are, it's, you're a business. So obviously you, you do need to make money. You do need to be profitable. But the way that you accomplish that is by having this really strong, clear, overarching purpose that is your motivation. That will enable you to attract employees who believe in that as well, but then also customers. Because, you know, there are in practically every category today, customers have so many choices that they're going to pick the one that aligns best with their values, that they feel like really understands them and they understand the company. And so by having this purpose, you attract those people, those customers who believe in the same things that you do. I think I saw that really illustrated really well is next to the hotel, there's a Petri Center and there's this fantastic Mediterranean restaurant mm. and everything is organic, everything is fresh None of it is unhealthy. One of the things that they put there is sort of combat, combating fast food. So eat healthy, reduce heart attacks, reduce stroke, wow. reduce diabetes. And you know what the well, America is known for. I mean, a massive <laughs> obese culture, etc. And where you've got so many easy choices. This place is darn busy mm-hmm. for when they open to when they, they close. And I'm actually going to do an article on it because I've taken pictures. And we can't believe the queues. Everywhere else is fairly quiet. Yeah. But because this person's core purpose in clean, healthy food mm-hmm. has been truly defined, mm-hmm. he really pushes the Mediterranean diet and everything. Very clear on his core purpose. People there, they're so happy. The culture is superb. Mm-hmm. Because actually, he knows who he wants on his team. And the people that are coming on board, they're super passionate Mm. about what he does. And when people say you can't make money out of food, believe you me, he's making a great amount of money out of the food. So it's really important. And he's not necessarily a very big business. And if you looked at where he's located, it's not the best shopping center out there. It's actually quite an average looking place. So for someone in such an average looking place to actually be smashing it, I think that really does illustrate the power of core values and everything. I think I need to go to that restaurant. 
You do. So right next door, it was just a fantastic experience. Great. Well, you know, I think it's because we as humans are emotional beings. And so as customers, we're going to pick businesses who resonate with us emotionally. It sounds like this restaurant did that for you. Yeah, it's only as you are speaking about it, that it kind of got me thinking, do you know what? That is true. Yes, that's the secret behind their success. So that's an example of what we would call a fairly smaller business, being able mm -hmm. to put this into mm -hmm. practice. And I know a lot of businesses out there, they have this massive roadblock where they think, no, it's only for the big corporations. Right. Right. And that's probably the biggest mistake they make, yes, right? Yes, yes. Well, and I, I just um, created a video about this because I hear from small business people and, and entrepreneurs, well, yes, that's for everyone else, but, you know, I'm just starting up my business. I need to go after whatever opportunities that are out there, and, and I don't need, I don't have time for, I don't have need for this these core foundations of my business. And so I always point to Richard Branson, mm -hmm. um, the founder of the Virgin Group. And, you know, today he is this super successful billion, multi-times billionaire, right? Um, but he started out as a guy in the 1970s who just owned a couple of record stores. And he and his partner decided they wanted to have kind of more of an elitist, um, hip kind of record store, not like the teeny bop pop music that most other record stores sold. And Richard writes about how he was nervous about making that decision because he knew that they would be turning away short-term revenue while they were trying to create this brand identity. But his business partner, Simon, reminded him that, hey, we need to stick to our values. And if we do, not only will we maintain our integrity and be able to live with ourselves, but we will also attract the kind of people who appreciate what we do and what we believe in. And it's because they were willing to make those tough choices and willing to stick to, to, to stick to their core um, commitments that Virgin was has been able to grow into this huge company that we know today. So you have to start now. All the decisions you make now as a small business person or as a startup or an entrepreneur will only um, grow in magnitude of importance as you grow as an organization. And he probably did it when he could afford it the least. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, running a record store, retail industry, I mean, that's hard. Really you know, hard. it's penny profits. Like you said, restaurants, same thing. Very difficult. But you know what? Um, the way that you become profitable, the way that you get that pricing power is by having a strong brand. And the way you have a strong brand is by having this um, healthy, sustainable, valuable culture. Now, it was really interesting. I mean, he's got it across all his brands, though. Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate enough back in 2016 to do a week on Necco Island with him. So I was with him, but oh his team. Oh my gosh, Peter, and it would have been awesome. It was awesome, but what was really awesome was watching the interaction between Richard and his team. Mm. And more importantly, the branding of it all. Mm -hmm. You see, the branding just went throughout the entire organization. I mean, the branding of Necco was unbelievable. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it was just all seamlessly symbiotic. Yeah, yeah. I was just talking about this with someone else that often what, what happens is a leader will get distracted by all the other priorities of running the business. But if you don't live it, breathe it, champion it, drive it, you can't expect your people to either. No. And so I'm sure that Richard was the one who kind of led that effort and then everyone else, it just becomes a natural part of what they do. Well, I know a lot of people, they say, but it's okay for Richard, it's just a farce, it's a facade, it doesn't really happen. 
You know, there's no haters out there. <laughs> there I mean, you, you, there's a plenty. <laughs> true, true. But what was interesting was just watching him interact with these people. Mm. And he'll come in, I mean, he has an amazing routine. But he was making tea for his tennis coach. Would you like a drink? He would do that. <laughs> I mean, he'll be walking around the island all day doing his business. He'll take a member of staff, sit down, play a game of chess with them. Mm. And you just think, no, he does really care about his people. And on that island, there's 110 staff. I've never seen a culture so tightly knit. Wow. It was like a family. Wow. And that's the power that when you've got, actually, I saw that in the restaurant today, in mm -hmm. all fairness, mm -hmm. that when you've actually got that authentic leadership and you know where you're going, you know what you want and you get the right people, you attract the right people mm -hmm. on the team, mm -hmm. it just makes the magic. Yes. So if people want to know a little bit more about what you do, etc., where do they need to go? Yeah, thank you for asking, Peter. You can go to my website, which is denisleon.com, and from there you can first learn about the book Fusion. You can actually download the first chapter for free, as well as access a lot of free other free resources and materials. But from there you can also learn about my first book, What Great Brands Do. You can read my blog, sign up for my newsletter, and um, then access all of my social channels. Uh, I'm primarily on LinkedIn and Twitter, and I love to meet new people, which is, I think, how we connected. We did, so please do reach out. I, I love to hear from folks and share ideas. And for me, this is really an important topic. No matter how big or small your business, at some point, you are going to have to define your core purpose, and it isn't to make money, as much as you would like to believe that. That's just a byproduct of a great core purpose. You're going to have to do the work on your culture. And your culture isn't going to be, unfortunately, a bullshit exercise that you stick on the wall. It's actually going to be your essence of what your business is. Because if you don't do the work on your culture, you're always going to get people that you attract into your business that are not going to be right for your business. They're going to make you extremely unhappy because they're not a culture fit and you're going to bitch and moan about them <laughs> and you're going to keep repeating that painful circle until eventually you do something different. So culture needs to be defined. And thirdly, the branding. I think what I've taken from your keynote today, more importantly, is the fact that you get your branding, you get, those, you get your culture right, you get your core purpose right, and you brand it right, you get the right customers. And so many people talk about the fact that they get the wrong customers, mm. that they get the customers that don't value them. You get the customers out there that want to nickel and dime their service and want to try and beat them down on price and stuff. The reality is you get that stuff identified, the people that are not your target market, the people that are not aligned to your business, they're not going to show. So all those awkward questions that really defocus you and in all fairness piss you off to be honest and make you feel like, do you know what, why am I doing this? They won't happen. So if what we discussed today resonates with you, you want to have a sort of deeper look at your culture, your core purpose, and perhaps your branding, head over to Borka.com and get in touch. Thank you very much, Denise. Thank you. This is great. And remember, failing to learn is learning to fail. Mm -hmm.